Forum presents The Better Man. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And I love this episode of the show. Yeah, we are preparing to Kino escalate and avoid a freeze out. Yeah, back when MRA speak could be funny. Yeah, <laughs> back, you know? back before it presaged uh, just yeah. awful stuff. Yeah. A pre Elliot Rogers world. Yeah. Uh, Hank doing it. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. You know? I, I, I am, uh, you know, uh, I, I am willing to accept Hank as somebody who uh, has fundamental misunderstandings about the ways humans are supposed to interact. Isn't he ever ashamed of his ignorance? All Only the time. All the constantly. Time. Yeah. Yeah, constantly. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, this episode was written by Doc Hammer uh, and originally aired December 6th, 2009. Mm-hmm. And this is our Orpheus episode for the season. Yeah. We get uh, we get a, an Orpheus episode that happens to be concern itself with uh, uh, traversing the plains and magic mm-hmm. and monsters and things like that, but also uh, is really human and, uh, and, and uh, relatable uh, and sweet. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, it, it talks about his family issues. Uh, you know, a couple things are coming to a head here. Uh, it, it, primarily his sense of inferiority. He has this jealousy over the fact that his, uh, that his ex-wife has, uh, has moved on, uh, to somebody who, uh, not only is younger, but also appears to be, uh, outperforming him professionally, let's say. Yes. Yeah. This is, uh, to me, this is kind of the ideal of a doc episode in some mm-hmm. ways. Uh, the conversational side of him, like him setting out to make an episode about the very relatable thing about, re- you know, meeting your ex's new romantic interest and like realizing they're just a person. Yeah. That's a very uh, human thing to do. Yeah. And I think that's a, a really interesting kind of structure to build a kid's adventure cartoon around. <laughs> and like more broadly like that, that's kind of the centerpiece of this, but like, this is, this is really an episode about, you know, how do you come to accept that maybe the only thing holding you back or the only thing that's really in your way is yourself, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like kind of, yeah. we have three different people who end up putting aside an idea of what their life was going to be like, uh, in order to, uh, in order, in order to move on. Right. Uh, kind of yeah. recognizing that they were, uh, uh, maybe some of the source of their own misery to a certain extent. And that is, uh, that, that is incredibly, incredibly powerful as an idea. Yeah, and they're, they're uh, wrapping up the Triana stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, they're like, she was never going to end up with Dean. Mm-hmm. You know, sorry, you know, people out there in internet land. Uh, and she's really, she's too sensible for the world. You know, like, she she's a grown-up. You know, we have Hank and, you know, they say in the art book, like, Hank and Dean are kind of stuck in this world. Yeah. But Triana isn't. Like, she's at the age where she should go to college, mm-hmm. you know, go off and, and do things. So they need to have her do it. Because otherwise, she was just going to spend the entire time, like, snowballing Dean. Yeah. Snowballing? Freezing uh, them out? I don't know what, a snow, what snowballing means. Uh, I think snowballing is when you take the product of uh, of uh, doing oral sex on somebody with a penis, and uh, uh, then uh, th- then you kiss them and put the uh, put that product back in their mouth. I think that is uh, snowballing. Yeah. Well, we all know the clerk's definition of snowballing. <laughs> but don't business guys say it? Like, uh, don't uh, snowball uh, me on sand, this deal. Sand, sandbagging. Uh, sandbagging. Sandbagging might be yeah. what I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah. And, and a snowball and a sandbag are not that different. <laughs> You know, yeah, just as far as like, 
scary. Small portions they're, of particulate matter. Okay, yeah, okay. And that one way they're very like similar. made up of small things. Yeah, the, the, like the, it's, it's both collections of little things. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, if you got a flood coming in, you got to put a, put a bunch of snowballs up against the walls. I think you could put up a little snow fort oh, to yeah. save you from the flood. No. Um, you know? Yeah, that's uh, just it, all you're doing is uh, p- popping some, uh, popping a nice uh, a cube of ice into the cooler for whatever uh, God is going to come and drink you up. Yeah, I, I assume that's up. why things flood is because God's thirsty. Um, God's making a, a mocktail <laughs> of the human existence. <laughs> he makes a mocktail out of the entire human experience. <laughs> Yeah, this yeah. This man makes a mockumentary of this college. <laughs> but the but, but the idea of being like, you know, like she like she will be basically like effectively uh like like ghosting uh Dean the entire time. Mm-hmm. You know, just like she's yeah. not she doesn't want to commit to him. Like she, you know, they they enjoy each other's company. It's it's sweet. But like it's not a there there's there's it's not reciprocated, right? There's really she she kinda likes him. Like yeah. when she's talking to the master, she talks about how she could see getting into it. Like yeah. this is the you know, the master talking her out of settling. Like yeah. her rounding down mm-hmm. or rounding up rather. And like, that's a, that's a thing that's real. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. a thing people do. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a very like emotionally, uh, kind of complex, complicated episode mm-hmm. for like a thing where magic people fight Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's really, it's a real good one. Yeah. Um, you know, so she, uh, she leaves, she goes and learns magic at her mom's house and they kept talking about, you know, how they had ideas for that being funny. Yeah. Um, you know, everything being magic and it just being fucking exhausting. Um, <laughs> just, just, you, you go to set your drink on a table and it walks away. And it's like this is yeah. sick and tired of this Harry Potter bullshit, I think was the the, the line that I saw in the art book. <laughs> and and I've thought about that before too. Like the idea that if all my end tables like anticipated my needs, mm-hmm. how uncomfortable that would make me. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. I need some things to be dormant. What, what? Like inanimate objects. I re- I really need this to be inert. What I don't want is yeah. the talking toilet from season one of, of uh, Better Call Saul. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Fill wow. Me up. Where does it end? <laughs> <laughs> Fill me up. <laughs> <laughs> I made this for my children. <laughs> yeah. The uh, that uh, great bit. <sighs> Oh God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh but yeah, they kept on uh joking about that. We get a little bit more Triana uh kind of at the end mm-hmm. of this uh at the end of the season in a very sweet way. Mm-hmm. Uh but uh but it makes sense for her to go on and be her own person, you know, not to be not to be limited by living in her dad's house, you know. You, you gotta grow up. And you know, it's a mature episode about uh how do people become more mature. Yeah. Uh, the script for this came back really long, uh, so they had to speed it up and kind of pitch it down yeah. a little bit. Uh, and they talk about, uh, in the art book, Doc is really talking about how he's not sure if he got across all his ideas Yeah. in this. I think it works just fine, mm-hmm. you know, but it is dense. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's doing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not It's not the episode of the show I would show somebody who had never seen the Venture Brothers before. Yeah. I think you have to have kind of an idea of where these characters are starting. You really have to, I mean, especially with Orpheus, it, like it, it would be really easy to see him in particular as a caricature, especially next to some of these other characters. Um, uh, I mean, as, at least the ventures who by this point are a little bit more like rounded out and actual, you know, people mm-hmm. kind of things like understanding that Orpheus is this Mr. Rogers, who is an incredibly good, uh, an incredibly good father. But like, again, as you know, standing in his own way uh, in, a, in, yeah. a, in a lot oh, of yeah. ways. 
What's that? Yeah, well-meaning father. Yeah, let's say that. Uh, but you know, but but has his uh, but has his hangups and stuff. Like understanding that that's where he's coming from when it gets into this, mm-hmm. uh, it does. Uh, it, it does help you appreciate it a little bit more. And I think that, you know, it, I can understand why he would be like concerned that he didn't get all of this, uh, all of it in. I think that makes this work on repeated viewings actually really, yeah, you know, pretty yeah. well. I, I appreciate this a little bit more each time that I see that. And then that's not generally the case for a lot of the episodes. Dense episode. Yeah. Uh, we have a cold open here. We're Torrid. We haven't seen Torrid in a while. Mm-hmm. The archenemy of the uh, Order of the Triad <laughs> is opening a portal to hell while the Order of the Triad hides on a balcony <laughs> uh, from discussing their plans. I love these hapless dipshits so much. <laughs> it's it's so good. Like, I'm getting kind of scared. I'm kind of at a nine. We should all be at a ten. <laughs> okay, well, if we're going <laughs> like, Bo Derek on this. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be an eight. Like, it's, it's, so, it's so funny. Like, I don't want to die doing something dorky. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like it, it's, I love the order of the triad so fucking much. Like yeah. what a perfect combination of like voice actors and, and performances. Mm-hmm. They are. <laughs> I just, I just also love like how much more committed Orpheus is to all of this. Like Jefferson's just like, you know, yell, yelling, yelling at, uh, at Tori, like to stop being such a dick. And well, uh, Alchemist like, does. He's well, like, I you're mean, being a pud. Yeah. Knock it off. Nobody wants you to open a portal to hell. <laughs> Knock it off. You ding does that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> who does that? What a dick! Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> just a bit, just like both of them do. But I, I love that Alchemist frames it as like, okay, I want to try one last thing before we fight. You know, stop being a pud. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just telling him do that. Yeah. Just... Uh, unfortunately, Tora doesn't do this and mm-hmm. uh, summons a Cthulhu. Yeah, like uh, it's it's very Cthulhu. It's muscular Cthulhu rather than fat Cthulhu, but mm-hmm. I'll still accept him. Yeah, you know, it's a, it looks more like a star spawn to me. It's a it's it's sure. small. Uh, you know, Cthulhu's like the size of of a city. You know, yeah. Well, yeah. So this guy gets bigger. Uh, does he? You know. Oh yeah, yeah he does, he well, he does get bigger. A... <laughs> yeah, he does get a little bit bigger. He doesn't get city <laughs> size though. He he stays contained yeah. in this chamber with the cool yeah. glass pyramid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like uh, you, you know, this is remarked on later. But as always happens, the guy who opens the portal is the first victim of whatever he summons. Uh, he just he just mm-hmm. Cthulhu comes down, grabs Torrid, and throws him into hell <laughs> into the second like, oh, world. No. They're like, well, the guy just killed Torrid. What do we do? <laughs> um, <laughs> They work so hard to get that arch. Yeah, one hundred percent. They're going to do the fight. Um, the Al or uh, Jefferson Twilight jumps in mm-hmm. to the fight, gets grabbed by a tentacle. He's stabbing. His ribs are all broken. He's like, "Kill me!" <laughs> like, I don't want to die in hell. Uh, Orpheus tries to shoot him with fire, but it just makes him slightly bigger, <laughs> uh, which is great. It seems like all is lost. Yeah. Uh, and then the Outrider pops out. Yeah. Um, emerging from the portal, stabbing uh, the monster in the eye, uh, and it explodes in energy. Uh, the Outrider, kind of like a Solomon Kane, yeah, yeah, kind of figure mm-hmm. uh, in terms of mythology, like cool witch hunter on a on a, on a nightmare, yeah, it's, uh, re- real hotshot vibes. And he rides yes. a he rides a a black uh, black steed named uh, named Black Thunder, you know, yeah, and he's real cocky too. Like he doesn't you know, like ah, don't worry. Like it just uh, with a burst of energy, he revives Jefferson. <laughs> like oh, he was just dead. He'll be fine. Oh, black lightning, and then goes away. Yeah, I, the way he does, he was just dead. He he just, he was just dead. Like he just, he just, it's, it's such a great little brag. Uh, Al says, "Call me," you know, and uh, you know, uh, Orpheus is pissed. You know, what is that? It's like instinct. He's adorable. Like uh, you know, and uh, 
the uh, Jefferson, you know, he's like, don't you realize who that is? It's the man who stole my wife. And that's where we get our little credits, <laughs> yeah. our little title sequence. Yeah. Just uh, the, the dramatic, the dramatic Orpheus delivery of that's the man who stole my wife. Yeah. Very oh, good. Yeah. Uh, and we cut over. Uh, we've got uh, Dean getting dressed up in his, oh God, his 1978 brown suit. Uh, that is almost mm-hmm. the exact same like color and uh, tint as his uh, as his hair, which is never a good yeah. choice. Browns, <laughs> like the seventies were huge for browns. Oh God! Uh, you know, Hank is trying to kind of you know he's he sees right through it. Yeah, uh, he says there's no reason. You know, he's dressing up. He's, it's because uh, Orpheus and Trion are arranging lawn furniture on the lawn mm-hmm. uh, there, and the uh, he's, you know Hank's like it's about time you admit it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, they're talking about their clothing and everything. Um, there's a great little line here, too. I wanted to capture the subtitle where uh, for Twitter goals where Dean's like, I, for one, am enjoying our new sedentary lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yeah. preach it, Dean. <laughs> yeah, preach it, Dino. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we've got uh, we, we, we've got Hank in full long hair mode and Brock's uh, Brock shirt. But, uh, you know, he says, like, admit it, admit it, Dean, because he thinks we're talking about Triana because they're out there setting up stuff on the front lawn, front yard. Uh, no, he's not talking about that. Admit it, I can I can still rock a kerchief. He gets into his old clothes and put on his puts on his kerchief again. I like that. Uh, back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we cut to Jefferson running through a training course being proctored by the alchemist, mm-hmm. cutting down cardboard monsters. Uh, the first one, which is straight up an actionable Dormammu. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, no longer uh, no, no, no longer, longer just around. implied. Yeah, there's just just a bunch of Bella Lugosi Draculas. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, doesn't, you know, kill the woman with the baby, mm-hmm. uh, as we all know through police training things. Uh, and he gets 85% because he biffed it for killing Matthew Lesko. Uh, that's something kids, you know, no one listening, like a bunch of people not listening to this don't know who that is. Yeah. I guarantee it. I, I just, like, I, I, like the, the, those commercials do still run. It's like late night, uh, late, late night cable. Matthew Lesko is a man. Uh, you would recognize him. And it's, it's called attention to here. The reason that Jefferson Twilight uh, uh, slashed at him because he does dress like the Riddler. Uh, he wears incredibly colorful uh, suits that are printed with question marks. And what Matthew Lesko does is like he publishes these books that you can buy that uh, that are like like simple government grants that you can that, that you can uh, like apply for as just a regular person. It's basically a way to get yeah. free money from the government. Like you buy this you buy this copy of Tips and Tricks magazine, except instead of video games, it's a way to get like a rebate <laughs> on your on your on your power bill. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a way to write grant proposals, basically, uh, to the government. And this was, I cannot stress this enough, on TV all the time. It was ubiquitous. Like, yeah, like, yeah a guy who dressed like the Riddler, who looked like the Riddler, mm-hmm. uh, who talked like the Riddler, yeah. <laughs> was popping on yelling at me as a teenager about getting free money from the government Yeah, every sing- you know, every 10 minutes of my life, yeah. basically. <laughs> and when we say talk like the Riddler, like, he was incredibly high energy. He was doing a full-on Frank Gorshin 60s Batman Riddler. If he wasn't a Riddler, he would be like a kid's science show host. Yes. Like you could see him being like Dr. Question and like (laughs) every day a a new Timmy comes up and asks, you know, like how, you know, why do frogs jump? And then he has to explain it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Uh, But he's a good guy. I was like, no, he's a good guy. He helps you get free money from the government. I I, I have heard Uh, like, like I've I've looked for turns out uh, uh, like uh, journalism about Matthew Lesko. Apparently it's on the mm -hmm. up and up. Like it's not a scam. Like, like nice. people have actually like tried it. So he's not taking advantage of people. It just looks super sketchy. Uh, the new information might've come to light either. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew, let's go. You know? Never canceled. 
<laughs> the, uh, uh, kind of a problematic fave you got there in Matthew Esco. <laughs> <laughs> there might be new information it's been a few years since i looked into matthew it's, it's true I, it's, I i can't even make that joke now because i could be wrong yeah it's a um, it's not a it's not like uh like well like what's his name like you know cancer curing nutrition tips that they don't want you to know about like that asshole yeah yeah, yeah. matthew 100 wants you to know about it and the government isn't really hiding it it's just boring no no it's just uh yeah. it's just in the middle of uh you know it's just like hidden away in bills you know it's just yeah yeah <laughs> so, uh, so Jeff- Jefferson's upset about this. Yeah, you know he's like, "Hey, I don't actually have powers. Every time we're here, some and somebody uses magic, I die." Yeah, you know, and I was like, "Yeah, the, uh, you know, we've uh, we all got pants basically." Yeah, <laughs> by by that Cthulhu. Uh, you know, thank God the Outrider shows up and it cuts away at Jefferson going, don't let Orpheus hear you say that. <laughs> just love that. The relationship is very good. Yeah. Just like, uh, we're never going to hear the end of it. Uh, <laughs> they have to dance around it. Yeah. Uh, cut outside. We've got Rusty stepping out because uh, there's some nonsense happening on his lawn. Orpheus is like setting up dressers uh, uh, outside, like in a triangle configuration with a tent in the middle. Uh, mm-hmm. I love Rusty's line here. If I knew you were going to have a yard sale, I would have brought out Dean's ever-growing collection of Applehead dolls. Uh, those do are you, creepy. Do you know an Applehead doll? Oh, they're yeah. fucking. They're 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 horrifying looking. They like every single one of them comes haunted. I think. I don't know why why Dean is making like Blair Witch folk art. <laughs> like that doesn't seem very Dean to me. No. Um, and it is his approach to science, but I would, I could also see him like getting into a littlest pet shop toy you know some kind of toy thing yeah no this is is the i mean an apple head doll looks like it is something that you'd capture somebody's soul in yeah it's very scary um the uh you know orpheus like no this isn't a yard sale it's a configuration to open a portal to the second world uh and triana is saying there with with dean it's just one of my my favorite lines this is a little bit later but it's on the notes i don't want to miss it Mm -hmm. where uh when it doesn't work because it doesn't work of course Mm -hmm. um Dean's like, what was supposed to happen? And she goes, I don't know. My mom was supposed to call him on his cell phone and say he was a better kisser. <laughs> uh, that is so well observed. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's your end game here? <laughs> I, lo- I love it. It's very, very well observed by, Tri- by Triana. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dean is here trying to, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, but the Outriders married to my mom. I only met him once when I was like eight mm-hmm. and stuff. And Dean is trying to be sweet here just by being confusing. Like if I was your mom and you were you, <laughs> you were your mom and I was him uh-huh. and you were a different you, you know, uh, basically. And, and yeah. just kind of word salads. Yeah. I would never, never let mom you go. He's basically trying to I mean, like a kind of creepily trying to turn her fucked up family situation into like a, oh, you know, you can count on me, baby. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe not the time. Yeah. Uh, Innocently, to, yes, yeah. yeah. Like there, there's no subterfuge, Dean. No, no. Uh, uh, Trina has Simba, a uh, little black cat, on her lap, uh, and Dean, you know, kind of interrupts himself. He's like, "Ooh, can I pet your pussy?" Um, and yeah. Trina's oh, and there's no irony in that, is there? Uh, oh, it's off. Just a, you know, the the running joke of Michael Sinternaclos, uh saying uh, uh, body and questionable things in the Dean voice. Very good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Simba runs away. Your pussy hates me. Do you think that uh, at a certain point, kids these days won't know that pussy ever referred to cat? Um, and it's just Vajamesa. <laughs> Vajames. Hi, my name is Vajames. <laughs> <laughs> Vajames Sunderland. 
Yeah. The uh, <laughs> psychosexual protagonist. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not not really subliminal uh monster design that really super liminal yeah yeah uh yeah. pussy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. breeding is <laughs> the super liminal silent hill game yeah. <laughs> oh god uh but guilt <laughs> i don't know i've never talked to a child about pussy um yeah well sorry to hear that <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> no the only response to that is good <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I assumed so. You didn't have to. The uh, but yeah, I, I just wonder if that's a, you know because you very rarely see pussy cat. Yeah, uh, referring yeah. to a, a cat, it's either like a strip club or vagina. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's almost always. I mean, it's basically the 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 extra entendre on that has been eroded. It's really been chiseled away. There's only the single entendre uh, yeah. on pussy there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, get a little scene uh, over to the side. Hank is very confused. He does not understand what it means uh, for Al to be gay. Uh, he's confused mm-hmm. that with being uh, with being trans. And you know, ask like, oh, you know, like, what's it look like? What's your penis look like? And they straighten him out. It makes sense for Hank not to know this. He's raised by a bigot yeah. who, you know, he took a government. His dad a, took a, a government. Yes, a bigot yeah. and a bed. His, his dad got free money from the government <laughs> to try and he's, to he's try a and let go his grandson yeah. situation. <laughs> well, um, no, his, his his dad uh, accepted a, a contract to try and uh, cure gayness. <laughs> like, yeah. So you well, know. I don't. It's very hard for me to think of this as anything problematic. Like he oh, just no, doesn't no. understand. Yeah, I'm not thinking yeah, of it at as all. Pre- yeah. And the show condemns him for it. Oh, it does. You know they, they, yeah. they, they straighten him out. Like, no, those are two different things. And we, we, we alluded to this line earlier, but like, uh, you know, Jefferson uh, says like, are, are, like, aren't you just a little ashamed of your ignorance? And Hank's just matter of fact delivery. Yeah. Constantly. Like, yeah, constantly. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, God. The, uh, the gate doesn't work. Uh, he sees some rustling in the tent that's out there. Uh, but it's Simba who has taken a fresh dump <laughs> in the, uh, the tent. The entire world is your bathroom. Yeah. Uh, don't worry. It's just Simba. She's from this world. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> just, it's a cat. Comma. Regular. <laughs> yep. Love it. Uh, uh, so Orpheus it doesn't know what to do. So he goes into the void to talk to talk to the master. And whenever we get the, the master, like I love the master on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, the sad knock on effects of not getting very much Orpheus content. Yeah. You know, not, uh, and this time Orpheus has taken the the form of his ex wife Tatiana, or the master has taken the form of uh, of Orpheus's ex wife uh, Tatiana. Well, What's that? What did I say? You said Orpheus takes on the form of his ex wife. Oh, whoa, yeah. <laughs> <It's> kinky. <laughs> uh, hey, you know, whatever. Yeah, no different. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're, they're different. This is uh, this is John Benjamin. Uh, <laughs> there's there's a the the auto commentary very slight on this one, um, uh, but uh, but they have a fun story. Yeah, you know, they had they had uh, John Benjamin in the in the VO booth, and uh, he was like, "Okay, I'm going to take my shirt off for this one." He just he wanted to record <laughs> this with his shirt off. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So just a yeah. uh, uh, man, what a what what a professional John Benjamin. <laughs> I love him. Yeah. Uh, but this is the, you know, like we don't, we never get to see Ta- Tatiana actually. This is, this is really all that we get. And this is the master, you know, kind of taunting him, you know, knowing yeah. that, uh, knowing that Orpheus is hung up, knowing that he misses his wife, uh, and just kind of like dangling her, 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 her beauty out here and just like talking about nothing, but you know, like how, just like, Oh, look how, look how amazing this body is. You, you, you stupid weenie. 
Yeah, she's pushing 40, but like, you know, these are, look at these tits. Like, these are these are natural C-cups. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. You could bounce a penis off of them. <laughs> you can put glass on this ass. It's well, like this, the yeah. still thinks it's 1993. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, well, it's funny. I just see it because he, because he hefts, he, he hefts the breasts, calls them natural C-cups. They're like the size of her head. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're pretty big. Yeah. The, uh, uh, I also like one point Orpheus says something and he just spreads his legs and goes, is there anything you miss? <laughs> Uh, it's so <laughs> fucking crude and mean. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, to, to taunts him for being a weenie, you know, and Orpheus is just here, you know, like, I, I can't, I can't get over it. You know, I worked my entire life, uh, you know, trying to just perceive that there's a second world. And all of a sudden this upstart can just go back and forth whenever he wants, you know, it's a big yeah. deal. And it just, it makes it look like nothing. And Orpheus is bitter because the outrider was a student of his, you know, it was just this cocky yes. little, cocky little kid, you know? Uh, the master is saying like, well, you know, just go to go to him and beat him up, mm-hmm. you know, uh, whatever you do, you know, if you don't want to do that, just stop whining. Like you're giving me a headache. Do you have anything for this? Uh, and there's a little, some shtick about naming different kinds of pain relievers mm-hmm. until you and- she just says, leave me alone to jump rope naked in front of a mirror in your ex-wife's body. Yeah. Uh, master is great. Yeah. Well, he, he um, goes through a bunch of, a uh, bunch of pain relievers and ecstasy. <laughs> yeah. Ecstasy. Tylenol PM. Uh, yeah. So uh, Hank uh, is lying around uh, bored out of his mind because he can't hang out in the living room. His dad is resting his eyes, yeah. uh, which is a real dad move. Mm-hmm. Dads love to rest their eyes. Yeah. That's right. You ever rested your eyes? That's pretty good. It's super good, man. Mm-hmm. I, fall, I fell asleep on the couch yeah. uh, a couple of days ago, and I hadn't done that in a very long time. Oh, it's wonderful. You ever decide? I fell yeah. asleep reading a book this past weekend. It was great. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Man, falling asleep without knowing it. That's incredible. <laughs> you know? It's either incredible or a very worrying symptom. Yeah. This is, this is where we eventually genetically engineer some narcolepsy for us. Like we get the narcolepsy tier on the Patreon. <laughs> Let's, just, Let's just induce this. Just, just off the gas that gives us narcolepsy. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, but Dean likes this. He was like, oh, you know, I, I like our sedentary lifestyle because, uh, cause, you know, I can hang around with Triana more. You know, and 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 Hank, he 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 stops being able to uh, to indulge Dean uh, in this yeah. uh, in in this fiction, right? And he was like, "Hey, you know, I got some news for you about you and uh, you and Triana." You know, he's asking her questions. You guys hold hands? No. Have you ever kissed her? No. You know, and, and you know, here's the here's this is going to be the, this is the kicker. Have you ever uh, uh, helped her shop for shoes? Like, you're not yeah. her boyfriend. You're just her friend. He says he says Dean, yeah. she's your hag. <laughs> like yep. you know well, he, he says in so many in so many words like oh you're friend zoned bud there's a great uh little payoff for another little joke in here where hank tells dean you can't just fall in love with the first girl you see after you leave the compound <laughs> and dean says you had a crush on the male lady for five years <laughs> uh that gets a wonderful payoff yeah when Triana comes back <laughs> uh, oh hell no <laughs> so funny uh Hank is saying, like, well, listen, you know, I know uh, this Wonderland where there are tons of girls. Girl Island, the mall. Uh, <laughs> so they're going to go to the mall to pick up chicks. Yeah. Um, Hank knows the girls, kind of. Like, he's, you know, <laughs> oh, text me. He knows their names and everything, but they're ignoring yeah. uh, him. He's, he's just, basically being a dermot. Yeah. He's just, uh, he's, he's, he's sitting on the, he's, he's sitting on the bench, just like calling out to them as they, as they walk by. You know, mm-hmm. and he's trying to he's just trying to put Dean through uh, through through sw- swagger school, right? Like, okay, yeah. you know, you gotta you gotta get your pants down out of your armpits. Uh, you got you gotta tassel your hair. Dean says, "I look like Rufio." 
uh, you are the pan. Uh, and like, okay, well, here, here's, here's some likely, likely suspects, uh, you know, a target for you, you know, these girls over here. Uh, and he goes into full on mystery, the game lingo. Like, okay, that blonde is showing indicators. Feigning disinterest is a clear signal. Now go engage that two set. (laughs) Two set. Uh, Again, this is problematic behavior in real life. Yes. The idea of Hank, you know, looking at a website that Dermot gave him him Mm -hmm. and just ineptly failing at all this shit. Yep. Like, is funny. Like, when real people do this, people get hurt. When Hank does it, though, I think it's pretty corked. (laughs) <laughs> you know? yeah yeah court like an alligator's tooth that's uh yeah um yeah uh, so he pushes dean towards him you know uh <laughs> and dean's like my brother pushed me here uh-huh. uh, he's, you know you, you've lost you've lost your opening line but you can still kino escalate <laughs> uh touch them yeah. <laughs> so he reaches out and touches her shoulder closes his eyes and by the time he opens them they're already gone mm-hmm. which is great isolate your target and enter your set i'll run wing on the remainder it's just a freeze <laughs> and then he goes and runs away because he's mortified uh, and he's like oh it's just a freeze out you can still engage in number close it's just like <laughs> the, the fucking jargon yeah i mean just like like yeah. all of that jargon like it just uh, it, uh, maybe it's because i was like I, I first learned about this stuff back when i was playing mmos it, it all sounds like somebody talking about like doing a doing a raid in everquest sure <laughs> yeah isolate your target and enter dps your set uh-huh on that two on that two pair yeah yeah i'll i'll wing on the remainder is 100 <laughs> percent like professional starcraft language yeah, you gotta throw dots <laughs> yeah uh, so Orpheus comes out of Toronto's closet where Jefferson and Al are hanging out. Um, and I like that, uh, Orpheus actually calls out the master here. Mm-hmm. Like, do you tell you what to do? He's like, no, he just taunted me. Uh, you know, and he's like, I like Orpheus being over it. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, he's, he said that I need to go beat up the outrider, you know, in this, in the portal. Uh, and Al says, well, maybe he means the, uh, the original portal. Mm-hmm. You know, and and uh, this gives Orpheus some hope. He's really excited about this. But Triana is walking up, and she hears them talking. Yeah, uh, in there. So uh, he, she hangs out and waits for them to leave. So they have to make up this shitty story about looking at uh, the CD collection. Yeah, uh, you can tell this is a doc episode because Al's like, "Oh, I went to like I can't remember what it is, like Blood Club, <laughs> when Nick Demon was still the bouncer." It's like it's true, he did. Yeah, and I'm like, said, "Oh, that's some weird New York." It was like the you know, like the like the like the Bone House, and then like Nick Fiend or whatever. Yeah, it was was yeah, the was some the like Bone House shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just real real scene. Uh, yeah, uh, but, but also it makes, it makes sense coming from Orpheus who, who would, you know, yeah. he was a like club guy. Yeah. Well, Al. Yeah. Yeah. Or Al. Yes. Rather. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they warp away and Trana steps in and instead of it just being a normal, uh, n- normal closet, she actually sees the closet door, uh, kind of swing open a little bit and, uh, it's glowing. Uh, the mm-hmm. portal is, uh, has made itself apparent to her. This isn't the first time, but it is the first time we've seen her, uh, interact with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, uh, so when they, they teleport, so then the, the order teleported away, they're standing upright, but mm-hmm. when they arrive in the pyramid, they're standing sideways and in the air. Yep. <laughs> uh, that is a really well-observed little teleportation joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Orpheus raises his hand towards the pyramid and it starts opening on its own. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't actually cast a spell yet and Torrid flies out of it. Uh, he's no longer on fire. Mm-hmm. And the outrider is following afterwards and he begs to be killed. Like yeah. he's, he's seen too much, you know, and my existence, mm-hmm. the outrider, uh, bends over to do it, but Torrid was, was chumping him. Torrid yeah. turned evil and, uh, and kills him. 
Yeah. Uh, p- p- pins him down, enchants an incantation, says abracadabra, actually, <laughs> which, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Jefferson is really into. Um, and yeah. uh, d- damns him, like specifically, you know, damn you for eternity, Outrider. Uh, and Tori disappears uh, through the, throughout the, uh, the course of casting us. Uh, and mm-hmm. he's never really seen again. He's alluded to obliquely by uh, by Ward later on, uh, saying like, mm-hmm. "Oh, you know, like the, the guild can't be responsible if your arch is is uh, killed by a third party." Just like, no, yeah. you, know, you, you you screwed it up. Uh, but the outrider is here. Orpheus kind of kneels over him, and we have the outrider uh, kind of like twisted and uh, with with an, with an expression of frozen agony, uh, like Smithers at the bottom of the coffin. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know. And Al says, hey, this is a win-win. Torrid and the Outrider are gone. But uh, Orpheus is just too good of a guy to, you know, to leave the, you know, the Outrider to this fate. You know, they need yeah, to rescue him. He, he saw the Outrider try to help Torrid and yeah. get punished for it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, this is not a bad dude. Yeah. Uh, Triana goes into the void where the master is at the form of old Dean. Um, <laughs> vacuuming. And this, this, little, uh, this little monologue he does is great. Like, just like, oh, hey, honey, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, later, I might cry myself, watch some TV and cry myself to sleep before waking you up to tell you that I'll kill myself if I, you leave me again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, horrible. Yeah. Horrible stuff. Uh, he's, he's balding. He's got bad skin. He's got kind of a paunch to him. They, they specifically modeled older uh, older Dean on uh, uh, somebody who I didn't know about. Again, just their New York centricness. Uh, B- Bernard Getz. In 1984, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Getz was a uh, uh, the subway vigilante uh, in New York. Uh, uh, ostensibly, what happened was his version of the story was these four kids were trying to uh, to rob him, so he shot them with his 38 special, uh, and it mm-hmm. became kind of this uh, this the, this culture war kind of thing. You know, uh, saying like, okay, well, like, how justified are you to use deadly force to protect yourself, basically. Um, and yeah. he was, you know, he, he was, you know, I think sentenced and convicted and stuff. Like it was not considered to be, uh, to be proportional, but, uh, you know, it's kind of Do one of those punishers. Yes. Yeah. You know, this is a uh, uh, big basis, uh, on the, the subway killing and the Joker as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, was based on, on this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, he's trying is confused. Like, who are you? Yeah. And, uh, they hear a baby cry in the background. He's like, Oh, that's just our child, Rusty Jr. Uh, you know, but since I have, I've been cloned so many times, my gene pool is more, more of a cesspool. Mm-hmm. It's not really a baby. Uh, it's got this leg growing out where it would be a head on a regular baby. And if you squeeze him, poop comes out of his eyes and a little bit under his fingernails. <laughs> under the fingernails, dude. Yeah. That detail. <laughs> that's a rough one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, Ooh. and again, uh, I've got no idea, but like, because of, because of the delivery on this, uh, and the way that John, John Benjamin works, some of that could have been ad lib that they just yeah. decided to throw in because like, okay, describe a gross creature. <laughs> Very gross. Incredibly good. Uh, Drana's like, Oh, Dean is, Dean's a clone. And he's like, yeah, Dean's a clone. Hank is a clone. And you know, this, this is like the 10th time you've been here. Mm-hmm. Your memory is getting wiped. Yeah. Uh, which no good. Yeah. Lots of memory wipes happening. Nothing from Professor X. No. No. <laughs> so uh, we've got Hank kind of puttering around the parking lot. Uh, sun's going down. Uh, he's calling for Dean, looking for him. He finds Dermot uh, over by a dumpster. Dermot says, "Like, oh, I, you know, I, I was here. Uh, I had to get some new, uh, some new heavy bag gloves because <laughs> I, yeah. I, I wore through them wailing on the sack. Uh, you know, doing <laughs> boxing training. He's wearing an apron. He, he's, he's he's got a uniform on he's for big work. bargains. Yeah, he's working. Yeah. He, was, he was emptying yeah. the trash for closing time." 
Yeah, Hank's like, oh, why are you wearing a big bargains apron? And he doesn't really say anything. He says, I don't know. No, he says, I don't know. <laughs> That's the way he yeah, brings I don't it know. up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's looking for Dean. Or look, and uh, you know, Dermot's like, he's right over there by the bus stop talking to a girl. Mm-hmm. And Dean is indeed by a bus stop talking to a girl. Yeah. Um, Dermot is kind of talking about all the, uh, you know, they, they go over there. The girl's already left. Dermot's talking about how he's had basically every girl in this town. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why he has a Canadian supermodel girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Dean, uh, one of my favorite uh, Dean things is when he talks about girls. Like mm-hmm. back in the, you know, the uh, end of the first season where like me, I got a girl back home. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's like, that is Tracy. She's mm-hmm. a cashier. Like he's just, he's so, She's 23. Uh, there's like a confidence <laughs> yeah. to it. That's very funny. Yeah. This is just a just a real sense of propriety about it, which is which is mm-hmm. uh, fun. Um, and you know, Dermot basically asks, like, you, you know, like, oh, uh, you know, so are you like, are you gonna make a move? You know, just uh, Dean says no. Are you pursue? Yeah, yeah, are you gonna are you gonna pursue? You know, Dean says, well, well, no, I'm kind of I'm kind of with somebody or whatever. And Dermot says, are you married? Dean says, no. He says, well, talk to her then. You don't have to nail her. Just see what happens. Man, way to be uptight. Which is good advice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. there's nothing stopping you from talking to somebody. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, you know, they uh, they they call it out, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, you know, Dean's like, I have to check the temperature in hell. Yeah. Wait, did, you just give, uh, did you just give good advice? Yeah. Yeah. Stop clocks. Um, they, uh, we cut over to the Outrider uh, lying on the table in Orpheus's kitchen mm-hmm. and the order of the triad is trying to figure out what to do to like bring him back. Um, because it's hell, you need to bring him back through the door that he went in. So, so, so Jefferson, you know, just uh, as they're trying to work through all this stuff, Jefferson says, uh, Oh, I've got a headache. Do you have any aspirin? And Orpheus is annoyed. He's heard this before. No, I don't have any. But then he realizes, Oh, okay. Uh, you know, what if there's a headache so bad that no medicine will take care of it? You know, it was like, oh, the master actually did tell me something. And he kind of lifts up the Outrider's bandana, revealing that he has a uh, trepanation scar. Trepanation being the name for the process of uh, drilling a hole in the head. This is actually done in some instances to relieve cranial pressure. There's also like a woo, like outdated medicine kind of way. Like, oh, we got to get we got to open the skull so demons can come out. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like uh, bleeding or humors. Yeah, you know, yeah. but also sometimes has a legitimate yeah. reason uh, behind it. So they call in Billy. Uh, they kidnap him to do <laughs> surgery. You know, um, and it turns out there's a part of a art, uh, like a, this orb in there. Yeah. Uh, there, this is the eye of Osiris. Um, you know, this is something that mummies used to put in their brains to make sure they got passage to the other world. Mm-hmm. And the outrider figured if he could do it while he's alive, he would have that passage. Yeah. So you know? it's a shortcut, basically just a way to mm-hmm. kind of like constantly get, uh, be able to pierce the veil. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, okay, cool. Well, and Billy asked, does this make me a member of the order of the triad? And Al's like, oh, you know, I tr- triad kind of implies three and Billy, Billy brings up his hefty fee. And I was like, welcome to the team champ. <laughs> Yep, I love it. So Billy's a member of the Order of the Triad. Honorary. Special member Billy or something like that. Uh, So they have to draw him out. And this is where, like, we get some doc, like, uh, episodes where they just say things to move quicker. Yes. You know? Like, this doesn't make any sense. They're like, we have to draw him out. You draw hell with hell. Like, they're Mm -hmm. just making up rules as they go along. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, you know, but they ask everybody what the worst thing they've ever seen uh, was. And Jefferson tells his origin story. Like, I yeah. saw my mom raped by Blackulas when I was 10. She called my name. I just stood there. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah, everybody's you know? like, oh, my like, God. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, and it's, it's working. So, oh. so Orpheus is like, more, more, more. Uh, Billy said he saw two homeless dudes giving each other oral sex. Which should, and I mean, Al come- tells this. <laughs> I mean, wait, 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 Billy, Billy's story coming hot on the heels of what Jefferson said. Like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's not nearly as emotionally traumatic. I don't yeah. want to watch homeless dudes. No, I don't want no. to see any any sex I didn't consent to watch. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, basically, like it's all pretty rough. Yeah, um, uh, right at the boardwalk thing uh, when the the gang goes to the Jersey Shore. <laughs> that's and so it's like, funny. It's not bad because it's it's gay. Uh-huh. It's just bad because I didn't want to stumble upon two people having sex. Yeah, I didn't want to like, see that. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> private. Uh, but then Al, Al tells this incredibly long story that, uh, in the, in, I mean, uh, you can tell that it is, uh, that, that it is something that kind of, that, that actually happens. Uh, oh, but, yeah. uh, but they, but they say it in the, in the commentary, like, yeah, kind of, kind of based on the story. Yeah. Uh, it's a horrible story. Mm-hmm. It's about, uh, we've all been there when you're wiping your ass, uh, and you run out of toilet paper and you have to look around for alternatives, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's no good. Uh, you know, and in this situation, Al used cotton balls, uh, which rookie mistake. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, good God, I can't imagine trying to flush those. Yeah. It would, it wouldn't work. No. You're thinking like a homeowner, man. The the, the (laughs) idea is to get this shit off your ass. Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Gary, I guess what I'm saying is you got to think two or three steps ahead. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you own the home or not. Uh, if you try and flush those and you have to explain to somebody, you've got a, you got other, other problems, you know, you don't want to solve problems by creating problems. You're, you're in an emergency at the moment though. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you can't, uh, like I, I think that it's okay in that situation to concentrate on the now. How how pressed for time are you though? (laughs) Say what? How pressed for time are you though? You have tons of time, but like you also don't have that many options. Okay, you know, right. and like, what if somebody's in the house? Like, you you know, what if you're not alone in the house? Like, you <laughs> like can't they're crab walk you? out to like look for you know yeah. scout. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so the big mistake was cotton balls because they don't they don't form. Uh, you know, they're, they're individual objects. Yeah. They're basically and, and, a snowball or a bag of sand. Yeah. And they, <laughs> and they, and, and they pull apart, you know? Um, yeah. so just, it, it is, it is a bunch of incompatible consistencies, let's say. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, the there is a breakthrough of the, uh, of, of the containment and he got some, mm-hmm. got, he got some product on his hand and he, he just like by, by, by reflex brought it up to his face, uh, and you know, touched, and got the shitty cotton stuck in his razor stubble. So he had yeah. shitty cotton all over his face. And uh, that's what did it. That's he, what, that's what pushes it over the edge. <laughs> yep. That's what, that, that's what brings them into hell is this admission. It has real, like Billy talking about his shameful masturbation, you know, like a great greased up garbage bag, you know, suction attack attachment on the yes. handy back kind of thing. Yeah. Like cornerback with suction attachment or whatever it is. Very creative, Billy. Uh, so they're all frozen outside their own bodies. Yeah. Uh, in this astral version of their kitchen that is upside down. Uh, it looks real cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we cut over to Triana and the master. And the master's like, Do you actually like Dean? And she's like, I don't know. I, you know, I kinda, you know, I I could. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just didn't think I'd have to decide so fast. Yeah. And this is very relatable, like the idea, like, oh, I could. Yeah. 
you know, like that is a, that is a, a real thing, especially when you're young mm-hmm. and you're figuring out what romance like is. Yeah. Um, the master says like, you need to either, you know, shit or get off the pot. Like you had to set this guy free. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you know he's uncircumcised? Because Mr. Mr. Baldy's always going to be wearing a turtleneck. <laughs> uh, and she's like, Oh, do I have to break his heart? <laughs> he says, no, you don't have to break his heart, but you do have to clean his penis with a cute. Yeah. <laughs> Which isn't like a wifely duty or anything. No, no. That, I mean, like, you that's kind of, kind of your, kind of your domain there. Yeah. Yeah, but it's still very funny to me. Yeah, just like no, just the the master is still still hung up on the old topic where Triana has got to the gotten to the emotional truth of it. It's kind of like, yeah. oh god, like I really don't want to do this. I don't want to. I don't want to hurt this person who I like. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but just yeah. uh, you know, he's <laughs> the master is a little bit selling past the clothes. He is pushing her toward her destiny, right? Yeah. Um, you know, exactly. so that's his move. Yeah. Like you, you need to get on with your life too. It's not just about letting him go. You know, you have the gift. Anybody else who saw that closet, it would just be a closet, you know, but for you, it's a portal. Like you need to go and train. You need, you need to, to develop this talent. Triana says, Oh, you know, my dad kind of wants me to go to art school. And I love this line. Um, because the master says, forget your dad. He's trying to save you from his life, not yours. Uh, yeah. That is so good. That's a really good line. <laughs> and like it's you know? it's a little bit, I mean, it is it is a kind of that that is a kind of well-meaning but still damaging parenting where you are trying very, very hard. You're fighting the last battle, right? You're yeah. trying very hard to steer your kid away, you know, from things that went wrong for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um the uh so he says, you know, instead of doing this, you should go tr- go to your mother and start your training to be a sorceress. And Tran's like, oh, this makes so much sense. Yeah. You know. Uh, we cut over to, uh, the outrider walks in, in hell, um, you know, with the order of the triad, uh, Jefferson is just frozen. He has not transitioned and neither is Billy. Right. Um, and they're like, Al is like, oh, this doesn't seem very hell, hell like, (laughs) uh, and then Simba jumps on the table and is like, like, I don't like dry cat food. Tell your daughter, stop paying me near my tail. And then jumps up on the ceiling and walks backwards. And I was like, that's, that's more like it. Uh, very good. Yup. Uh, uh, incredibly good. I just, I just love it. Just like casually walking away around the corner, around the corner mm, of the counter. Very there. funny. Yeah. Um, and Orpheus, you know, he apologizes to Outrider, like, "Hey, I'm really sorry. I was so so petty about this, right?" And the Outrider mm. again, bringing truth back to back to Orpheus, says, "You know, I I idolized you. You know, I I trained under you. I was, you know, I was jealous of your power, but that was before I realized everything that you gave up to get it." You like you sacrificed yeah. everything, and I wasn't ready to do that. So that's why I took a shortcut. You know, and yeah. incredibly human. It's it's very human. It also the way the show kind of works. Uh, Outrider is correct. Mm-hmm. Like usually, the moral you get from these kind of things is that it is always better to like put in the work. Mm-hmm. This this is a powerful anti college episode. Yeah. Between that and then like you know you're just gonna get an art degree. And then in the book being like, yeah, you know, I promise you that's the most least useful A magic <laughs> degree, even in the real world is more useful than an art degree. Yeah. Nobody, nobody cares. Exist. Nobody cares. Yeah, It's just whether you do good work or not. Yeah. Um, and then the outrider, you know, getting the girl, getting the family life and everything like that by not sacrificing everything. Mm-hmm. This is a very like, you know, Hey, use the tools at your disposal. Yeah. Like, don't let principle get in the way of happiness. Yeah. Or, uh, not always, but in this specific situation. You know, or understand that you can't have multiple priorities. If something is priority, it is the first. There can only be yeah. one, 
you know? Yeah. And so like, yeah, you sacrifice this. That's a choice that you made and it doesn't make sense to be upset about it because that's a choice that you made. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, maybe I'm with your wife and it works because we shared a priority. I wanted family and yeah. you, you, you had family. Yeah. You, you know, you had family, but it just, you know, it, it, it didn't line up. That's one of the fundamental yeah. ways that, that people can differ, you know? Um, 100%. And it just incredibly emotionally literate here. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Uh, while he's having this conversation, his nose and his ears keep falling off. <laughs> Every time he does, he goes, hell, uh, which I really like. And I like Al picking up his ear and saying, you dropped your dino damage. Uh, those Jurassic Park toys that had real dino damage. That commercial lives in my head forever. I just love that. Just the, the patch of skin that would, that you could, that you could take off mm-hmm. just to have little gory yep, dinosaurs. Because somebody watched Jurassic Park and thought it was largely about exposing dinosaurs' ribs to the air. Yeah, no. Because that's largely what you do with dino damage. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, and I was like, hey, like all of this is really sweet, but we really should get back to the uh, get back to the real world. You know, it's not really that good in hell. And, you know, the outrider says, oh, uh, we're trapped. Like in order to mm-hmm. move, you need to be between worlds. Uh, you guys. Again, just kind of saying, saying rules. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're being arbitrarily made up on the spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yes, but they're, they're bickering about, uh, like, uh, removing the, the eye of Osiris was a Torrid's fault, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, uh, the, that also just, they turn it to Torrid and they say the line, like, everybody knows that the guy who opens the portal always dies. It's villain one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're interrupted yeah. by Jefferson. Like he calls out, he can hear them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this is very sweet. Like he's got a little bit of magic. Mm-hmm. He's between. So like you have to reach out, he barely vibrates his arm a little mm. bit, you know, you have to really lean into it, but this is how he warps everyone back. A uh, very sweet moment for Jefferson. Yeah. It made me really wish that there was more order to the triad in the rest of the series. Yeah. You know? Um, so this is how they can warp back. Uh, so you go to Dean uh, waking up Rusty, who's resting his eyes, sleeping in the living room. Uh, mm. And this is really sweet. You know, I, I love uh, this little bit. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, did, did Toronto call? Uh, Rusty's like, no one's ever called for you. He's like, well, <laughs> if they did, I was out with the boys. Uh-huh. You know, like, the, again, that very confident Dean, like, I was just doing this. Yeah. Um, you know, if it, it's really cute. And and Rusty kind of being like, okay, son. Yeah. You know, like, just kind of, like, <laughs> seeing this new side of him. It's very sweet. Yeah. I mean, D- Dean's riding high in the saddle because he's not, you know, using his energy pining for her. Like, he yeah. has, I was out with the boys. Like, oh, I had this life outside of this relationship that i didn't realize was defining and setting these you know kind of barriers for me sweet and outside of the the compound yeah you know yeah it's uh it's it's, it's great it's we a did, very sweet little moment we did teenage boy stuff we talked about we talked about girls in a in a, in a mall parking lot yeah we talked about engaging two sets <laughs> um the uh so uh back in uh, orpheus's kitchen the outrider and the order are all hanging out telling war stories this is very sweet again mm-hmm. having drinks very relatable Triana pops up uh and says like hey can we talk and that's our cut to credits yeah because uh, we know what she's gonna ask yeah um and our post-credit scene uh is kind of two parts like one triana packing her things um and orpheus you know doting on her like hey if the phone doesn't work you have email you can also always send a psychic projection <laughs> yeah uh the outrider asked jefferson to hand him his bag and jefferson's like "Ooh, i can magic it over to you uh and al re rightfully says we're never going to hear the end of this mm-hmm. very sweet yeah uh and uh you know al says oh we're gonna throw a big party in your empty house 
Dean pulls Triana away and, and he says, this is again, very sweet. Mm-hmm. He's like, I think we should see other people because long distance relationships are so rough. And she, this is perfect for her. This mm-hmm. is her opportunity to spare his feelings and yeah. do what she really wants to do. Yeah. So she gives I'm him very, a, a chaste smooch, you know, just like a, like a goodbye kind of thing. And of course he's just like, he changes his mind, but we can try and make distance work. But no, mm-hmm. it's, it's diffuse. She says, oh, there are too many girls waiting in line. I can't hog you all to myself. And then we get Dean's confident little true. <laughs> yeah. It's oh. very sweet. Uh, I actually really like the way that he backpedals as well. Mm-hmm. With this, that also feels very well observed. Like the way that your your mood around things like romance can change. One day you're like, oh, I can, of course I can do this. Like I can, you know, I can be with anybody. Yeah. And then later when prom comes along, he's like, yeah, but. You know, he, he briefly retreats into safety. Yeah. He doesn't take, you know, uh, take off entirely. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I think, again, very, very, you said earlier, emotionally illiterate. That is a good way to, to put it this episode, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I love it. it. It's, it is a really good episode. You know, there are fun, there, there are lots of, you know, there are fun goofs in it, but like, yeah, this is, this is sweet and human, you know? Yeah. yeah. Very good. Love it. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite episodes of the season. Uh, next episode is the finale of the first half. Yes. Of season four. We're not uh, going to do anything special. It no. just is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll do the, the, the cut, uh, uh, the cut scenes, um, or the, you know, the, the deleted scenes or ex- expanded scenes at the end of this, uh, the season we'll do both of them together. Um, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, we're going to be kind of, uh, introduced to Monstroso, uh, in next, uh, next time kind of, uh, be, being a, uh, an arc villain here, uh, yeah. for and, the and Brock coming back. Oh yeah. Brock's back. Uh, Super big news. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Looking forward to that. Uh, several people have uh, sounded off whether they like the idea of us doing influences and stuff mm-hmm. on the show. And it's been largely positive. Yeah. Uh, if you think that's the dumbest idea in the world, your silence has damned you. Yeah. Uh, because you didn't say anything. <laughs> so at some point we'll probably do some stuff like that. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll slow it down a little bit. I don't want to like end the, you know, had the last episode of the show being the fucking Iger sanction. No, but, no. Uh, you know, so at some point we're going to start kind of spreading things out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, slowing it down. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Johnny Quest, Iger sanction. Sharky's machine. machine. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be good. so boring and dumb. <laughs> well, Sharky's machine will. I think I have high hope for the Iger sanction. Yeah. Uh, the the guy who's, the, the guy named Dragon who gets all his blood pumped <laughs> continually. Like that, that's. Seems that's like powerful. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a powerful <laughs> idea. Oh man! Uh, if you'd like to help us out, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/TuckFeedTV. Get episodes a week mm-hmm. early, and also get access to bonus content, uh, whole other shows, episodes, things like that. Uh, it's a good time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, Rings reviews on Apple Podcasts or Podcast Addict are also appreciated. Yeah, and uh, tell your friends. Uh, word of mouth is really the only way we have to grow. Please. Yeah. Uh, and until next time. Go Team Venture! Mm-hmm.